Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fun Size Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten, and with me today, I am joined by my co-host, Jessica, and we are talking all about mobility and stretching in regards to muscle growth. A lot of times stretching and mobility gets skipped because it feels boring and you don't get that instant gratification, but please don't skip this episode because it might be the one thing that's keeping you stuck in that plateau. We started off this episode with a little bit of casual conversation, and we also kind of went down a rabbit hole of talking about stress and sleep and hydration, which all play a role in mobility and therefore muscle growth as well. So stick with us, and without any further ado, let's dive on into the episode. Yeah, so pop up at this um, fitness place, and right before I stretch anybody, I have to like say, hey, like do I have your permission to stretch you? Because it's a one-on-one assisted stretch and I'm going to be touching you. I'm going to be all up in your personal space. Do you have to verbally say that each time? Each time. Even though they came in there coming to do that? Like, even though they shut up saying like, I "I want to stretch. Well, I mean, it's better to be safe than sorry. Right. It's better to be safe. And we did dive into like a tiny bit of the training, dived into like, if anybody has any trauma and like, Mm. um, which for me being like a women's specialist, like that kind of interests me a little bit more, but like what you do, if that's the case, um, cause you like rarely get those people. Cause I think if you're working on your trauma, you're probably not going to be coming in to getting, mm-hmm. you know, getting stretched or manipulated or, or massaged right. in any way. But I'm, I'm stretching this dude. And we always ask like, do I have your permission? And then do you have any injuries I should know about any surgeries? Um, we try to like get the gambit of information that we can. Now, when I do the the pop-ups, it's 15 minutes. So like, really I have limited time. So I try to like, as we go, I try to talk and he was like, no, I'm good. And so I'm stretching. I'm like, what do you do? Do you sit at a desk? Like all this stuff. And then I go to like, (laughs) give him a little bit of traction. So his arms are up over his head. He's laying down on his back and he's like, Oh, my shoulder. He's like, my, my fingers are going a little tingly. And I was like, your shoulders are way off, dude. And I was like, are you sure you don't have any injuries? And he was like, I, the, like this season, this This season, season. I was snowboarding snowboarding and I ran into a tree. That's an injury I need to know about. (laughs) Like if you ran into a tree and then like, we're, I stretched him a little bit and I was like, dude, you really do need to come in. Like, I think we can partner with like, cause he went to PT and he did everything. Um, like he was supposed to be doing, but he was still working out. And I think because like, if you don't get the problem head on and you not even head on, cause I can't even say he went to PT, but like, if you start working out and nobody corrects anything while you're working out, then it like makes a tiny problem and it gets a little bit bigger each day. So like, we're standing there and he's like, yeah, you can, he's like, I think my collarbones are off. And I looked at him and yeah, I mean, you can see my fingers right now, but it's like the tiniest bit, like less than half an inch, less than, but still you could visibly see it. I was like, dude, before you get stretched again, you need to go to the doctor, go to the doctor, get an x-ray. Like, I don't even care. MRI, do something. Something is pinched. Like as I was moving him around range of motion, I was like, dude, something's pinched. And like, I'm not a doctor and I can't like, this is well on my scope. So I'm going to stretch around you, which we're, we're trained. Like if you find anything weird, you can stretch around it. Like, don't be like, you know, 
manipulating a, a site that could be injured. But yeah. Oh, the joys of stretching deep. Especially out here in Colorado, because you hear some of the wildest things. Like, yeah, I just ran into a tree. <laughs> it's pretty, um, that's significant. I mean, but in the same sentence, like when I went and got stretched, she asked me and I was like, no, I haven't had any surgeries or anything like that. And then I go, oh, wait, does the C-section count? And she was like, um, that's a major surgery. Yeah. And I was like, that's so funny in my head. It doesn't feel like it's treated like a major surgery. So I'm like, yeah, whenever I have that question on doctor's forms or anything, I sit there and I'm like, have I, (laughs) why can't I remember if I've had a surgery or not? And then I think like LASIK and I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that doesn't matter for any of the shit that I'm here for. So I'm not going to even say it. I mean, I would hope not because I equally had that even though now I'm wearing glasses, but I never tell people about it. Cause I forget like, it's yeah, I forget shit like that all the time. I have the worst memory. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's bad. like we were, I went to a, a backyard party with uh, Justin's yeah. friends last weekend, I guess. I don't know. This whole week feels like it was a month, but I went there and I don't know if it was like January through March being like super work focused and I couldn't see anything but work and like I didn't do anything but work but like I got there and I've seen all all of those people before multiple times but I could not remember anyone's names I could not remember where I saw them before and I was just like what is going on with my brain and like eventually I pulled Justin aside I'm like I'm having brain fart day like I don't even know what's happening I forgot so-and-so's name I forgot that they came over to our house like six times and like I feel like I have early dementia okay so do we need to have a podcast episode not on mobility we, but on stress we might the effects oh my god stress. we might because it wasn't that you were like you had just said I focus so hard on work and what's weird it's like me saying that like, oh, is a C-section like a surgery? Yeah, it is. And we're just taught that like to get over it. I don't know. Like we're supposed to be strong and get over it. Just like with work, it's like, no, you're an entrepreneur. You don't need to be stressed. That's your life. Like, no, you're like, you work so hard. You got so stressed that you were like, um, I could tell you what a bicep curl is, but you, your face looks not familiar to me. And I know right? I you 20 times. And I'm I, like, I can nerd out about fitness all day long, but like, ask me anything else about like stress, the though. world <laughs> stress. Does it? I mean, I hear it all the time from clients, like, and they'll go yeah. through their week with me and I'm like, Hey, I know you're not losing weight and you're doing some other, you know, like, and you're trying really hard, but like, have you, did you read what you wrote me about your week? Cause like, I need to go smoke a joint <laughs> just to calm down from your week that I read about (laughs) yeah man people get so hard on themselves for that shit too like I I see it all the time and they're like oh my god this happened that happened and now I'm not even like I'm um, plateaued or I'm up a pound and I'm like dude that was a week you have every right to be like shit and I don't know what that mentality is and I don't know if it's like oh we all do it though because we we all do it and we're all just like no we should just like like it's normal. Like, no, like it's, but it's not normal. It's okay to feel stressed out. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, no, I have all these responsibilities and I just do them. And it's like, 
yeah, but that's stressful. And you're allowed to feel it's validated. It's almost like we don't like validate the stress that we are constantly like inundated with. And again, we could dig into that because I think like Europeans and the Americans, like how we have this like hustle, what is that hustle culture? And, you know, you go to Italy and they're like, no, we eat pasta and we take naps and we, Fiestas? yeah, we <laughs> drink wine. We swim, we do work, right. but we know how to not work like paternity leaves. I, I think that stress is actually what led to me picking this podcast topic because again, January through March has been just work focused and I haven't really focused on anything else. And I think that like towards the end of March, I'm like, oh man, I just feel so tight and so stiff. And I'm like, I need to stretch. Like, I don't think I remember the last time I stretched or did yoga or anything like that. So I put in my calendar every single day to stretch for at least 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I've been on and off. I've been spotty. Let's be honest. It's not like I picked the habit right back up. But it's one of those things because they're connected. So you're stressed out, you're tired. And then you're like, I don't want to have to stretch on top of being stressed out and tired. I want to nap. Right. Um, Or I want to take a sleep. I eat. Yeah. Or I just forget, you know, or you just (laughs) forget dementia (laughs) because it's stretching. And again, we're trainers and we will tell our clients night and day, they need to be taking care of their bodies and Mm -hmm. you need to recover and you need to stretch. And we won't do it ourselves. Um, but I've been that reason that we don't do it ourselves is because it's boring and annoying. And like, for me, I'm like, I just want to get into the good stuff. Like I just want to hit the weight really hard. And I forget that, you know, maybe if I stretched before I might not, you want to hit the weights and you want to see results. And I think when you stretch, you don't see results. And I think you don't, Mm-hmm. necessarily feel them until you're not doing it. Right. So it's one of those things that like, isn't instant gratification. I always try to tell my clients to start including like a nighttime yoga routine, because most of the time we're stressed and we're not sleeping anyway, or we can't like wind down. Um, so, um, there's a, um, yoga with Adrienne. She's amazing. Sometimes she has her dog in there. She's a little YouTuber. (laughs) Puppies are important. Oh my gosh. They're so important. Make everything better. They do. Even when you're stretching. Um, And it's like, she'll go through routines like hip openers or night, you know, and it'll be five minutes, 10 minutes, 15. So you can choose. Um, You don't have to do this crazy thing. And stretching is a little boring, but it's so beneficial. And I tell people all the time, like while I'm stretching them, if you can work on your, I mean, it's joint health, right? We're working on our joint health. It's just as important as like, you know, doing cardio is for heart health. Um, we're working within the range of motion. We're lengthening muscles. So we're trying to recover, but then like, if you can make your range of motion greater, Mm -hmm. your chances of getting stronger are also greater yes, because we work within that range of motion. So if you have this tiny, if your bicep is so tight, this is a terrible analogy, but like (laughs) your bicep is so tight and you can only do like an inch, you're not going to do anything for your biceps. Mm -hmm. So you want to do the full range of motion. And then, um, maybe your pec pecs are probably the better. I feel like a good one is calves. Like if your calves are really tight, but that's like, your calves, if your calves are really tight, 
that's more problematic, not strength wise. It's more problematic, like for, for everything, everything because it's connected to your, yeah. to your ankles, to your feet. And usually we tell everybody you have to follow the kinetic change. So like, if you have back injuries, it's either, it either started up in your head and neck and went down, or it started with your feet and went all the way up. And a lot of times people that like, um, they had, they start with like knee pains. It's because their calves are so tight. Same with like plantar fasciitis, their calves are so tight. That Achilles tendon is so tight. That's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a large part of why I started stretching again. I'm like, my calves are just freaking like my ankle mobility is shit right now. Like all of that. So I'm like, I need to get back into this. And girl, I sprained my ankle four weeks ago and it still is swollen and it hurts. Oh, I can't even, it's the first time you in did my, that. Yeah. In my life that I've had a sprained ankle. And I'm, and every time, like I, I forget about it until like, I wake up in the morning and it hurts. And mm-hmm. then like, or somebody will be like, they'll say something and I'll be like, oh yeah, I sprained my ankle. And I'm like, it's better. And then I look and I'm like, it doesn't look better though. Don't look at it. <laughs> Proof that we all do this. Procrastinate until it yeah. becomes a huge freaking problem. Amen. Um, there was a study that said procrastinate, like as adults, we do procrastinate the most on our, um, like doctor's stuff. So like setting dentist appointments, setting mm-hmm. doctors, doing self-care. So like getting in for uh, a stretch or getting in for a massage or getting it, like we procrastinate the most on that stuff than we do on yep. anything else, which I'm like, really? Cause I hate laundry and I procrastinate the shit out of that. But so again, the major key, I think what people should take out of this and mobility is like working on your range of motion for strength training, because it will help you gain the, like do the strength gains aspect of it. Unlock the muscle growth. Right. Unlocks the, you know, again, it's not magic, <laughs> you guys. It's, it's not like if you sit there and do the, the age old touch your toes, you're not going to like magically grow a butt because <laughs> you can touch it. It's like a primer. And that's what a lot of, like, there's so many different ways to talk about stretching like I mean there's a difference between mobility and stretching dynamic stretching and priming right. like there's small differences but they all kind of mean the same thing you're warming up your body you're increasing yes. the range of motion you're reducing the risk of injury you're doing all those things to help you recover faster and also but like before a workout and again, this is the biggest question I get. I was just going to say, there's the one big question that we need to get. Right. <laughs> and um, so you guys, I'm also a flexologist. So I got my nutrition certification. I got this flexologist certification. You know what? It I'm sounds so like trainer. badass, not even badass. It sounds so like bougie almost like I'm a flexologist. A flexologist. <laughs> it's a very bougie word. Um, and a lot of them like have these, like, you're either going to come into the studio and get someone like me or like my training partner who had this like strength training, um, strength aspect in our backgrounds, or you're going to get the girl that was like a yoga instructor, or you're going to get that person, especially out here in Colorado, um, probably there in Nevada too. Um, that was like a massage therapist, like a little on the woo woo side. And we're all the same, but we're all different. Cause 
you know, for me, I'm like, listen, your hamstrings are stupid flexible. And I know you think that's great, but like on the strength aspect of that imbalance, that means you need to build up your hamstrings so that you can have more explosive power. So yeah, but the biggest question that I get as a flexologist, <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time I say it now, is should I be stretching before or after my activity? Okay, so whether that's like, um, I see a lot of runners here in Colorado, even with like athletics to an extent. And I think what you said ties this in because yes, you should be activating certain muscles and you should be going through a range of motion, but not in the way that like an assisted one-on-one stretch, or even like after you're, you're warm, um, and getting a stretch afterwards for recovery, there's two different. So yes, activate, yes, move through range of motion and make sure that your, your body is primed and lubricated in a way that you should, you know, avoid those injuries. But like, if you overstretch before, and do too much before, like you lose the strength aspect, you can mm-hmm. lose certain things. And again, that was like such a hot debated topic for a long time. But now having been through that training, I kind of was like, okay, I can see. And knowing my personal to my personal strength training background, I was like, okay, that's where there's like a misconception. Um, you know, so yeah, don't, don't do a you know, we definitely don't want to see our clients coming in right before a race. Um, I would much rather them activate, warm up, make sure they've eaten properly and then do the race and then come see me or even like, yeah, you know, if you've got a powerlifting meet, you shouldn't be like overly stretching before you're, because you want that, like you want that spring to be loaded. You know, you don't want your spring stretched way out. Um, same with like a rubber band. We talk about a rubber band, you know, if that rubber band is too loose, it can break. If it's too brittle, it can break too. So there's like a happy balance that you have to happy medium. Yeah. You have to find it. Yeah. I'm glad you bring that up because dynamic stretching versus static stretching, there's a difference. And so with dynamic stretching, you're kind of, you're moving through positions and you're warming up and priming, um, whereas static stretching, you're holding those stretches for periods of time, whether it be 10 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute, however long that is. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about warming up, use dynamic stretches. So any sort of like, whether it's running Mm -hmm. or lifting, or I don't know, a sport, like you should be moving through those motions that you know you're going to use. Um, yes. But then, yeah. And that's the other key part, knowing that you're going to use, like, don't be like warming up your upper body if you're doing a lower body day. Right. I mean, you can, <laughs> but it's, it's not, not gonna really going to do out. anything. Um, but then it's like the, after the exercise, after the lift, um, that's when you can do more of the static stretches, increasing the range of motion. Right. And like this all makes sense if you've ever gotten stretched during a massage or even just during a massage, if you haven't gotten stretched, what do they tell you to do after they tell you don't work out after they tell you take the Mm -hmm. next day off because your body, your fascia has been stretched and your body needs time to recover from that. Yes. I tell people do an active recovery. So, um, 
nothing too crazy. Make sure you move your body a little bit because you want to move it. But like, you know, you're not going to go hike. You're not looking for a PR the next miles. Day. Yeah. You're not looking for a PR the next day. You're not like running. Not on PR, the same day either. <laughs> um, not on the same day either. Like that's a, a major again, no. Major no. Have I done it before? Because I thought that my massage therapist was crazy and psycho and not speaking the truth. Yes, I have. Have I learned the hard way? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so. But also it's made for recovery. So you've got to know, I, we all do that. So you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody listening to this is like, uh, yeah. I was young that. and dumb. Um, Early 20s. And dumb. They also tell you to drink <laughs> water because you are breaking yes. up. This isn't a woo-woo thing. And I feel like sometimes I get people that meet like, that it, like they do the stretching portion with me. And I'm like, okay, now drink water. Um, we did break up some toxins in your body. And like, that doesn't mean I was like with my hands doing some kind of crazy thing and released the, the radiation, <laughs> the witchcraft over there. From the sky. No, <laughs> what we mean is like, there are these body bodily chemical reactions in your body that like when you break down tissue or when you're working out like that needs to leave the body. Like, so your blood cells take the toxins and they deliver Like, There's a whole, my professor would be kicking me in the face, me trying to remember everything going on right now. But see, this is where, this is where I think my memory is shit too. Cause I have the same problem more like I went to school for art. Okay. And like, anytime anyone asks me about art, I'm like, I don't remember anything that I, I learned. You're like, my favorite color is purple. I might've been drunk the whole time. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but like, I was telling Justin, cause he's a photographer and I'm like, that's a hobby I need to like pick back up again. Cause like, I was super into it. I had my own camera, like in high school, like loved it. Do I remember anything about what those numbers on the freaking lens mean? No, no. absolutely yeah. not. I don't. I really don't. I didn't learn it either, but I tried. <laughs> I learned um, it. I don't remember. And I, there's certain things that I remember like ATP production and how your muscle slides and like, how do you create energy? There's things that I remember, but like the specific, like the vehicle within your body that takes the toxins out that is like made from breaking down that muscle and like doing all that. Like I cannot remember for the life of me. So again, we we're we're experts in, in some things. Do you want to know what I blame it on? I mean, I blame it on that too, but <laughs> I blame it on having a tiny head. I'm like, my brain's not big enough. <laughs> that was the last thing I expected. <laughs> I, my, my brain's just tiny, so it doesn't have enough. And then, like, to... <laughs> my brain, you say that you're like, mm, I have a tiny head. And my brain immediately went to the Beetlejuice movie where, like, in the end, he gets sprinkled. And like it shrinks and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what Mm -hmm. happened. I had a baby in my head shrink. Yep. Don't know Um, where it went. (laughs) Yeah. So, but that's what I mean when I say toxins leaving the body and that's why you should drink water because then it's going to go through your system and out your bladder. Like you're going to pee all those toxins out, which is why you should drink water after you get a massage, after you get a stretch, any of that kind of stuff. Drinking water is so important. Oh my God. So important. <laughs> a complicated houseplant. We all need water. Like such a complicated houseplant. Yes. Like that's what we are. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't want to say, I don't yeah. want to sound woo woo. And sometimes I, I'll get a client that looks straight at me and they're like toxins leaving. And I'm like, 
I know that sounds crazy. I was like, and I'm not going to get into the biochemistry that is happening within your body right now. But like, I just shit up in there. Google it. Like just go, I go Google it. literally you know. were the stepbrothers in the tuxedo within your body. Like I just stretched your muscles. You feel two inches taller because your back's all decompressed. But now all this stuff's like <laughs> inside. I was like, drink your water and move a little bit. Get that, you know, and I'll, sometimes we do sound a little woo woo when we're like, Hey, get that energy out. Like sometimes our environment and what has happened stress is like one of these things that if we let it soak in, it stays stagnant within our body, which is why I think sometimes we get stressed. We just want to like lay around, like we do the flight, flight or freeze. And sometimes I think to like kind of break out of that cycle, we do need to move our bodies a little bit and get that energy moving out, um, which does sound woo woo of me. But then again, I also know that there's some like chemistry stuff going on in there that needs Right. To be out and to move your body. That's like the moving your body aids digestion, <laughs> it aids recovery, it aids like everything. So drink your water, everything, move a little bit. Yeah. Go for a walk. I, I just ended up preaching and I didn't mean to, but no, I mean, that's a good topic too, because I mean, just overall hydration. Like I, I live in the desert, so I'm constantly Same. like, I need mm-hmm. to drink a lot of water because my skin is dry as hell. Oh. And I mean, even just the bachelorette party I just went to, it was in Scottsdale, Arizona and all the girls are from Ireland. Yeah. All the girls are from New York where it's humid. And I'm like, guys, I don't want to be your mom this weekend, but please drink water like in between every single drink. And I mean this like as your friend and not your mom, but it's really freaking important because if you don't, you're going to have the worst hangover from hell. Yes. And that's like another thing. So like, um, and you, what altitude is like Nevada? It's lower or Nevada's 2000 feet, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona is less than less than Vegas, but I'm not sure. what. So even when people come from like sea level to here, because like people don't know that Denver is considered desert though as well, because it's a desert freaking yeah, it's high desert It's freaking dry. But then you, what's crazy about hydration, you come here, you crave beer because of the sodium in a beer, which is like, yeah. So people come and then they, but they don't realize that they're out there at altitude and it's dry as hell. So if you don't stay hydrated on top of craving the beer, like it's all based on hydration anyway, the sodium in it. But Mm -hmm. then like you get the hangover from hell because you haven't drank enough water. Um, so really, yeah. yeah, that's like the biggest on top of the altitude difference that already that makes already you feel makes like you shit. time difference, regardless of what you drink, yeah. you know, and you think, and people do, they like come here and they're, they think they can drink what they normally can drink or like get away with not drinking water. Like they can elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like it's insane. It's insane. So water is huge. It's huge and important again, when you're coming into the desert, you need more. I drink water all day. And I kid you not, like my hands, my feet, things are still so dry. And I use like aquifer on my lips because they're just so dry. Like I have one for the baby's butt and I have one for me. (laughs) (laughs) Diaper rash and dryness cracks. Like I'm glad that you specified that you have two different ones. I know I don't use the same one. (laughs) for diaper Uh, 
that's a different crack. These are yeah. cracks in my lips. Yeah. Like for the so. first time in my life, I've started using hand cream because like my hands are just so dry lately. Like my calluses were insane. I started using hand cream night and day religiously for like the mm-hmm. past two weeks. I don't have calluses anymore. I'm like, wow. You're like, dang. I'm an adult now. <laughs> Do you know what I've really noticed too? Wrinkles. Like my yes. face. Mm-hmm. Um, when I lived at sea level, I did not like people thought I was pretty much younger than my age. You know, not that I'm saying like 35 is old, like it's not, but like the other day, like my, like people used to think I was a lot younger and probably cause my height, but also because like my skin wasn't so dry and I didn't look right. like an old sea hag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ursula, you know, uh, <laughs> that's me yeah my babysitter the other day she was like I mean I would definitely say you're in your 30s and I was like how old is she she's 19 Mm. I was like yeah thank you Mm. people used to think I was in my 20s and I was like (laughs) desert life desert life yeah so hydration yeah I didn't realize that but that makes a lot of sense like no wonder why I have these like crow's feet and shit going on oh my gosh I I just really need some I really need some Botox same I'm due Um, for it yeah can we get sponsored (laughs) hey y'all Botox world um and hydration world here we go um but yeah it all plays into it it's kind of funny how like stress hydration mobility like they all are linked in this crazy way and I guess you could say all of fitness is linked because your body is like linked in a weird but they're not underrated but underlooked I feel yes. like like I, I think as women we just like push 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 and we're like whatever Until like you hurt your back as long as I'm doing the thing yeah. in the gym and or you're trying to eat healthy like sometimes people don't realize their plateaus are because of something like hydration mobility things that they're not doing to take care of their bodies right and then sleep sleep Oh my God. That's a huge one. I think I harp the most on my clients about sleep, um, about journaling. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) my buddy sent me this thing on journaling. It was like a meme. And I was like, as I sent three clients, a reminder to do their journal, journal work. I was like, cause they need it. You ever, I, I try to get my clients journal prompts Mm -hmm. when, when I'm, when they have those moments where like, I can tell they're super stressed out. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to give you three journal prompts, pick one of them, do it. And just do that this weekend. Like, I don't want you to just, you know, word vomit on the page because sometimes that's not helpful. That makes it worse. Sometimes, sometimes you need a good brain dump, but then sometimes Sometimes you do, but other times, like just saying, telling a client being like, go journal, feel like Jeffrey Dahmer. You're just like, yeah, when you're like, just yeah. go journal, they kind of don't know what that means. So I'm like, I like giving prompts and being and asking a question and like, just having them answer tool. that question. And like, doing too many is overwhelming. If I'm life, I give you like, five to 10. No, it's too overwhelming. I need one question. I mean, but also time wise, yeah. that's like ridiculous. Like, I don't have yeah. all day. And if they were to Google to a prompt, journal. then they just get bombarded with 1000s. And I'm like, No, don't don't even think. Here you go. Think about this one question. Pick one of these. Uh, that's a yeah. good tool. That's a, that's a good coaching tool. I'm going to, I'm writing that down. Have Perfect. prompts ready. <laughs> Not even ready. I think it just depends on the situation that is it going does. on. 
Yeah. So they're all linked. A lot of it is like, I mean, I think we've talked a lot about self-care almost. I'm not the master of self-care. And this is why I know, because a lot of times self-care to people looks like eating healthy and it looks like working out. And when that is your business and that is your lifestyle, like that's your livelihood, like that's work to me. So I had my self-care has to be something so separate. That's such a good point. So even, you know, I mean, getting stretched feels great. Um, I personally, like even as a flexologist stretching people, like I go and get them and it feels wonderful, but it's that other stuff that I have to like the journal prompts, the reading and not always reading for personal development. That's like another thing. Like I have to read for fun too, sometimes like to have that self-care and to have that escape. Um, so again, if some of these women that are listening to us, not even just women, just these people listening to us that are in this field, like know that yes, you do need your water. Like this is your reminder, drink your water. I know you're not, um, (laughs) but also think of your self-care differently because for us it's work. Even the the mobility can just be work. Yeah. So even though I feel like I've done nothing but work for the last three months, um, what I have done, which I really have been enjoying is when I wake up in the morning, I leave my phone on the charger upstairs. I go downstairs. First thing I do is get my coffee. And then I have two books. One is a journal and it's, uh, it's, uh, know your power by Julia Renee. Oh, nice. Do you know her? I think we've talked about her, not on the podcast, but like you and I, yeah. I try different journals each time. Like once I finish a book, I like go to a new one. So trying hers out now. And then I also have like a professional development book, whether it be, I don't know anything really, but it's not a fiction. It's not for pleasure kind of thing. And so I, I, I write a page in my journal and then I read a chapter and then I go upstairs, I get ready for the gym. I don't even look at my phone till maybe I'm like walking on the treadmill as a cool down. And that's been the best thing that I could have ever done for myself in the beginning of this year. And now it's such a habit that even this trip that I went on, like I woke up, I didn't bring my journal or my book with me because I was like, this is not like, I just need to get out of my head and take a break. Yeah. And I woke up and I felt like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I don't, I don't have my things to do my routine. <laughs> like I've been doing this just, for so I, long. I'm like... so confused. So I actually did have a, my Kindle with me. So I was able to read still, but more for pleasure. But I do, mm-hmm. I do think that morning routine has been a lifesaver in a lot of ways because comparison, itis, whatever you want to call it. Like I do that so much. Oh my gosh. Imposter syndrome, comparison, those are real things. Um, I don't scroll on Instagram very much anymore because no. And that was one thing I started to do is, and it, it kind of happened by accident. I wanted like 10 more minutes to sleep and my toddler came to my bed and I like let her watch like Bluey on my phone. And then I was like, well, I'm not really sleeping. Bluey's going on. And if you all know the theme song of that, ooh, that gets stuck in your head. So I like woke up and started reading. So in the morning, we now have like a routine where if she does wake up a little too early and it's not quite ready to start the day. And I mean, like 6 a.m. Like we're just, I'm like, hey, I'm going to drink my coffee. I'm going to 
and read a little bit of my book and then you can, you can have one episode, you know, like, so I stopped scrolling on Instagram. That was the first thing I was doing, rolling over, getting my phone, scrolling, trying to, and it like, Instagram is also like work. <laughs> so then like, <laughs> so then I was like, just getting all stressed out. Yeah. Right. First thing. <laughs> and again, if you guys listening, if you don't think you have time, I get it. I have a toddler. Okay. I don't feel like I have enough time in the day. So I have to, and I don't even like the term make time. I have to like make a routine that allows me to have that time for me. So I have a 40 minute workout. Like, I love that you said that. Yeah. You don't have to make time. You have to make a routine that is like gold. And this is another thing that was like, I stopped following some people when I was a mom because they were making me feel like they didn't have kids at the time and they were in good shape and they were like, you know, you'll just have to make it a priority. And I'm like, no one tells you like in your head, like when I was pregnant and in my head, I'll be like, yeah, I'm a priority. Like I know it, like I'll have to make me a priority so that like, I don't drive everybody else insane. And then I'm a, I'm a better mom for it. And then you get into motherhood and that is not how it is. It's hard. Um, so you don't make time. You just, you make your routines that fit your schedule to fit you. So like my workouts changed a hundred percent. Like if I'm lifting, it's 30 to 40 minutes. And then I, as soon as she was like enjoying daycare and I knew it was good for her socializing, like I was like, okay, I can do 15 to 20 minutes on the treadmill and I can incline walk. But then that's where like, I started habit stacking. So I was like, okay, I'll answer emails while I'm walking or, you know, usually just on Mondays, she goes to daycare and I sit in the lobby and I do all my client check-ins. Like, so we start like forming these routines that help us, you know, so it's not making time for yourself. It's more just like making these routines that work for you and for your toddler, for your baby. Um, And you stop comparing yourself to people on social media. So you end up again, I didn't mean to do it. It just kind of happened, but like, you know, unfollowing people, um, keeping your phone in a different room so that you don't roll over. And that's not the first thing you see. I had, I did follow one girl and I, she did get, she did become pregnant and she is a mom. And she has said like a couple times, she was like, yeah, sorry for saying what I said. And I was like, good for you. Like we all deserve that. Um, you don't know until you're a mom that it's just nuts. So yeah, like, I know if you think you don't have the time, um, I'm not going to tell you to make the time, but if you can find a nightly routine or a morning routine, whatever works best for your schedule and you start small, you don't have to start huge. You know, um, there's people like I have some other moms and I'm like, Hey, put the baby to bed. And instead of like binging on Netflix, cause you haven't gotten to like do what you need to do have two nights a week where you do that, but then have a couple of nights a week where you start doing like a nightly yoga routine where you're stretching for five minutes. I was like, give yourself five minutes and then put a slap a face mask on and brush your teeth and put the phone down. Don't just get stuck in that like unhealthy routine where it kind of starts going into like more and more. Like that you say, like you can still do it 
on other days. Like just don't make it your full week's right. worth of because it's easy Netflix to slip binging. In. Like you can still watch Netflix. Yeah. Go, for Go for it. it. But like have a couple days or a couple nights where you're doing, doing something, something for yourself. Else. Um my favorite thing, again, I'm gonna use the term habit stacking, but it's also making a habit more attractive. So like I'll only watch my favorite shows that I'm like binging while I'm doing something else. So like Again, we're going to go back to dreaded laundry. I'll fold while I'm watching the show. That's how I get that done um, and feel productive in the meantime. So yeah, that's, you know, again, I never want to say make time for it or make yourself a priority um, because that's hard. It's very hard. But, you know, I do think there are some things, you know, mobility, um, drinking your water. Like I do think there's some small things that we can do daily that will help, that will help in the long, long term. And again, people don't realize it until they're stuck, you know? And I know you've had clients come to you and they're like, I've hit a plateau and I don't know why. And then you look at what their, their week looks like. And it's like, Whoa, or they need like a deload week in their workouts, or they need, you know, you're like, Hey, I got, I see that you've tracked, you drank five venti iced coffees in a day. Maybe we need to trim that back to two. No, start small. You know, again, you don't have to take everything away. Baby steps. You don't have to live your life. Start small, start small. After a while, like, because there were certain, some things, and I remembered this the other day because I now drink my coffee like a certain way. And before I used to like, I never wanted to sacrifice my coffee and I would put like three heaping spoonfuls of sugar. And I like pretty much told myself it was okay. Cause I was working out. And then when I wasn't working out, I was like, Oh, it's not really good for me. Like, uh, so like I eventually cut, like change things and cut things out. And again, now I don't put three heaping spoonfuls in. I just have probably an equally sugar, sugary creamer. Um, but probably less sugar than what I was doing. So it's like, you don't have to cut everything out. You don't have to do cold Turkey. You don't have to, um, sacrifice. Yeah. You don't have to feel like they're these major sacrifices, you know? I'm glad you brought it up about that girl. Who's like, I'm sorry for what I said before, because there's so many things like that, like coffee. Like I used to be that the worst coach ever to be like, I mean, we grow, we're allowed to grow. We're allowed to change. Yeah. You need to have black coffee. Don't have anything in it. Like I was that person for, for a while. And I don't believe that anymore. And just, just today I had a, um, a subscriber of our app message me and be like, Hey, so I listened to one of your podcasts. And I know you said that like the most successful people eat three meals and two snacks a day, but then I'm eating like every two hours. And I saw this thing that I should be eating every four hours for blood sugar levels. And I'm like, okay, listen, don't get hung up on the numbers, first of all. And second of all, like right, don't that, that podcast was like three years ago. Like, I'm sorry for what I said. Because that is overwhelming and that's not cool. So sorry. Here's some better advice to learn what works best for you and experiment and try. And like, yeah, I would say ideally like three to four hours, but if you make it to five, it's not a big deal. If you make it to two, it's not it's a big deal. deal. Like generally, but like, don't, don't get married to those numbers. Yeah. Like some people eat four and meals, think, some people eat six, some people eat 
three. Like it's, it's okay. Just find what works for you. I think that coming from a like training and coach perspective, when you are open-minded and able to say, Hey, I fucked up or, Hey, I did think this before. And I've now done research. It's kind of like, you know, I was stuck in my ways about working out for a long time. And then I tried out like a new program that I was pretty resistant to. And I was like, Hey, I kind of like this. And it's actually working for my lifestyle. Like, I think that's what makes you a good coach. And it makes you a good trainer. If you have that ability to keep it the open mind, because we've all done that when I was in prep and I was learning food and learning what worked. I mean, I would tell my clients like, no, you need to do this, 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 and this, and this is, you know, but I could guarantee results if you followed it. And if you didn't, um, because I don't know, you had a life. (laughs) And at that point I expected everyone to not have a life and to make gym their life. Right. Right. Yeah. That's where we kind of fall into that. But like, I think it's, it's growth and maturity and being able to have that. Like, do I know coaches mm-hmm. that are in their forties and fifties that have only coached one way and they are hard headed? Do you? And I don't feel like I do. Probably remain so. Yes. Oh, I do. Oh my God. I feel like experience changes a lot of things. Like, I feel like as new trainers, we're so like method based and like strategy based and being like, okay, like if you do X, Y, Z, this is what's going to happen. And I think like with experience, we realize okay, there's a lot of factors going into this. And it's that whole imposter syndrome thing where it's like, when you start, you think, you know, everything. And then like, once you have experience, you know, you don't know everything. Like, yes, there's that. I can't remember that quote. Oh, I did Yeah. There's something memory. There's something what is that? that right. Right. I can't remember what I ate yesterday. How am I supposed to remember that? can't even, yeah. Uh, um, thank God I have my food tracker app because I wouldn't know. Right. I wouldn't be able to remember what I ate. Half no. Um, yeah. That's another reason to gather the data points for like when you're tracking. Um, and we've talked about, you know, tracking being demonized before. And it, I think everybody, everything is demonized. Demonized. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you can have the extremes and everything, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, I mean, there's people on the internet right now saying don't drink water, which again is the extreme. No way. What What is the reasoning behind that one? Oh, I don't even know. I saw a video because the guy was like, um, basically to the point. I, like, I drink my water. I know he was making the point that there's a lot of information being thrown around out there and it's all extremes and it's all like, you know, drink your water. Don't drink your water. Drink oat milk. Oh, oat milk's terrible. Drink cow milk. Oh no, it's terrible. Like, <laughs> eat this, not that, you know, work out here, work out there. Like it's, there's so many extremes. There's so you have to find what fits for your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. your body, your budget. And I think that's not talked about. Oh, I love that you bring Um, this up too. Cause I had another comment a couple of weeks ago. Um, cause I was eating those popcorner chips with the cottage cheese mm -hmm. as a snack. And someone was like, Oh, those have seed oils in them. And you can't be afraid of everything. Like, right. And I, I, at first I was like, wow, like I, I give up. And then about an hour or two later, I came back and I was like, listen, not everybody needs to avoid seed oils. Yes. They're high inflammatory, but not everyone needs to avoid them because 80% of my diet is, is pretty healthy. So I, if I have these every once in a while, 
It's not a big deal. And the other thing is, as someone who had once needed to gain weight and eat a lot of fats to get my hormones working again, it would be really fucked up of me to go backwards and to limit the amount of fats that I have. Like when I, when I actually truly needed a variety of things, like I couldn't, I couldn't just be like, Oh, I'm just going to have peanut butter and avocado. And those are going to be, but also like I had been doing that and up my body. So I needed non-healthy foods, but also you, you make a point you can't. Okay. To an extent you can eat the same thing and not be sick. But I think like, I know as a bodybuilder and I was doing a lot of sugar-free stuff and a lot of processed things that had probably not so you know, nice ingredients when you read about them, right, yeah. that does mess up, you know, like, but you can't be scared of life. Like, I think we've, yeah. again, no, if you're, there's a time and a place, if you're a competitor and you're competing and you need to get that lean, or you have a medical condition that you need to like, you know, there's a time and a place right. to have those fears, but like in the, everybody's so different in the generalization of it, like, I mean, but people do that. Like on the internet, people just do that. Like they just, they they can't help themselves. And it's almost like they see, okay, you're an expert in this, but like, Oh, you're eating something bad. Um, and I do remember I had a client way back in the day, I took a picture of, um, and I couldn't even eat the donut, but it was for Instagram and it was a heart shaped donut. And I bit into it. I was going to eat it. Don't get me wrong. But then I realized there was custard in it and I'm lactose intolerant. Um, but I still took the picture of it and like, she came at me and she was like, Oh, like, I don't even remember what was said. Like, but like, we're not perfect. And like, I think that's another, like your, your coach isn't perfect. I wasn't expecting her to be perfect. I never told her not to eat it, but like, also she wanted to like, you have to eat to your goals. And if you want to lose weight, you can't be eating donuts every day, but then also you can't, you can't be on the internet being like a troll because then I had to explain well, I was like yeah I mean I just thought that was a really cute picture of me but like I couldn't eat that donut and I actually spit it out because I realized there was cream all up in that and I also think that like including some quote unhealthy foods every once in a while like of us eating them helps to normalize us because I think a lot of people are like oh you don't eat anything bad and like meanwhile I'm like yeah putting mac and cheese on my plate and I'm like uh but I do. And like, that kind of makes me feel like an imposter when people are like, oh, you eat so healthy. I'm like, but I'm, I'm not right now. (laughs) Right. Like this morning after I made that post, I had a client who was like, oh, do you think you can do a podcast about like coming back from vacation and like how you do things differently? I'm like, I, I don't though. Like I don't do anything differently. And maybe that should be the, yeah. And she, and she made a comment like, Um, because you don't drink so often. And I'm like, uh, I have drank a lot more than you think. <laughs> like as of late, I have definitely had a cocktail on a Tuesday and have not been upset about it. And like, maybe I do need to talk about that more, but it's this weird place to be like, oh, here I'm having a drink, mm-hmm. but like I'm at a, a step or two above where my clients are. And so there's, there's that weird balance of like, Sharing yes. too much or not sharing enough? Not enough. But also I think you said the word normalize, normalizing food and not using scare tactics yeah. and not using, um, because I don't think people also realize that like 
we do have that pressure. Um, like, you know, I don't drink a ton. No, like, I don't drink a I ton, do, but like, no, but like, if I do happen to share a picture of it, I get judged way more harshly yes. and that shouldn't be the normal, right. like, because like I'm an adult and like I can do and drink and mm-hmm. eat what I want. So it's almost like we want to share and we want to be real with everybody. But then it's also like we get those few people. And again, should we let few people do it? No, but it gets into yeah, it does. human. It does. So it gets into your head. But normalizing, not using like scare tactics, yeah. like, oh my God, seed oil. Like, no. okay, I get it. <laughs> That's a thing, you know, but like, you know, 10 years from now, when we've fully done a bunch of research, and it's more mature research. And like, we're going to learn that. I mean, do you remember like, probably what was it like? I don't even remember. I think it was like the nineties when eggs were bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. When like the yolk you know? was bad. I'm like, that's where yeah, they were the like, don't eat are. eggs. You're going to get a heart. My dad's still on the don't eat red meat. I'm like, what? I mean, is red meat a little harder to digest? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Is it going to, give you a heart attack? We don't know. Do I eat it for three meals a day? No. no. And that's the thing. I think, you know, we get these like snippets and then people get scared. I will say there was one thing that like I read about the propellants in cooking spray. And I did, I got rid of the propellants and cookie. Like um, if it says there's a propellant agent, it usually means there's butane or propane in okay. it. And I was, I got really worried about that because I was spraying the shit out of shit. Yeah. But so I think, I think we all have our own. Yeah. But that's a preference. And it was, yeah. I'm not going to comment on someone else's use of cooking spray. That's the thing. Um, So again, like, I guess being aware is nice, but also being aware that like, what is good for your body may not be good for my body and vice versa. Yeah. What's good for my budget might not be good for your budget, vice versa. Mm -hmm. I always try to do budget friendly things because like, sometimes I see, oh, my Trader Joe haul. And I'm like, Trader Joe's is like 30 minutes away from me. I'm not going there. I got to go to Walmart or I got to go to Kroger. Um, you know, or the King Supers, like not everybody has a Sprouts. I love Sprouts. I love Sprouts too. I can't post about it though, because then like, if I do Costco, I did a Costco one. People were like, well, I guess it's okay if you can afford Costco. I mean, when you have a baby using diapers, yeah, you, you learned a budget for Costco. Like that saved me money. So yeah, like you just got to realize like, you know, I guess like take what resonates and leave the rest. (laughs) For all aspects of mm-hmm. it. I mean, that goes for anything. It goes for your training, for your warm-ups, for your cool-downs, for your, your food, stretching, for your stretching. Throw that mobility back you in know, there. Add mobility <laughs> back in there for your stress stuff. And like again, coping. Yeah. You know, what works for me might not work for you. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's like a generalized universal message. And with that, we'll end it here. We'll probably do another podcast episode about sleep eventually. I feel like that would be a fun one to have like an expert on because there's a lot of things there that I still don't know, but I, mm-hmm. I have never had a problem sleeping. Like I sleep for like eight, nine hours a night. And oh, dang girl. No, yeah, sorry. I don't have somebody. kids. I'm sorry. I apologize <laughs> for saying that. <laughs> That's not even when I'm too stressed. It affects my sleep. 
So I know yeah, it's not just a kid. It's not just a kid. I go to bed at like 8 30 9 o'clock and I wake up at like 5 45 and so like I'm I'm definitely a morning person but I go to bed early I I I lose a lot by going to bed early I will say this and maybe we do need an expert because I would ask them because like I a good night's sleep for me might be broken up because of her and it might be different and I still function and feel good so Mm -hmm. but I, I know that if stress comes into it that's when I don't feel good. Like it's like my body has adapted to being woken up from her and to deal with that mess. But if it has something on the mental stress side, then I know that like I could sleep and sleep uninterrupted and wake up not feeling rested. And then there's times where if it's just the normal, like, you know, we just went through like a week where she was not eating dinner and she's a good eater. Like, so she would eat a little bit of different dinner and then be like, Meh. and then we put her down and she'd wake up hungry. It's like, but even then I was like, I'm still functioning and I still feel like I'm good. Like, so I think there is, there's something to the sleep thing. So it's not just kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's that'd be a good one. So. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. I know. Like subscribe. Do your thing. Do all the things. Do all the things. <laughs> every time I'm on here I'm like like subscribe do I never really know how to end it I'm like this is this feels awkward like bye <laughs> like it should that should be a sign off awkward bye bye <laughs> bye just bye every time y'all expect it to be awkward from now on If you're looking for mobility, stretch, or yoga routines to do on your own, there are a ton of free videos you can follow along on YouTube. I know Jess briefly mentioned one of her favorites, and I will link that in the show notes, as well as some of my personal favorites, such as Doc Gen Fit and Mind Pump for mobility, Pamela Reef and Maddie Morrison for stretching, and my fun-sized yogi friend, Amber Hennessy. You'll find all the links in the show notes.